electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Bring in show music, please. This is Squawk Pod. I'm CNBC producer Cameron Costa. Today on our podcast, the mega media deal of the week. AT&T spinning off WarnerMedia to merge with Discovery, a $43 billion deal. We're unpacking the content, the leadership, and the 5G involved with AT&T CEO John Stanky. We started this transaction because we wanted to drive shareholder value, and we felt that getting the equity structured in the way we did would have the best chance of making that happen. The deal, the surprise departure of CNN's Jeff Zucker, and what's next for the streamers with Discovery CEO David Zaslav. This is a fantastic collection of assets. You know, I've been at Discovery for 16 years, and we've gone from a cable business, a U.S. cable business, to the leader internationally. Oh, and did we mention this is all bi-coastal? Feeling so alive. It's 3.30, right? It's dark and early. Joe and Becky at the AT&T Pro-Am in Pebble Beach. Andrew holding down the fort here at home. It's Friday, February 4th, 2022. Squawk Pod begins right after this. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. This is Squawk Pod with Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Reunited, sort of. Here's Andrew. Right now, we're going to get out to Joe and Becky. They are live at the AT&T Pro-Am in Pebble Beach, and they've got a huge lineup to bring us this morning. Good morning, guys. Yeah. Good morning, Andrew. Feeling so alive. Andrew, so alive. It is, it's, it's 3.30, right? It's dark and early here, but it's dark good. Dark and early. Yeah. It's, but you've been, you've been hanging with a cool crowd, and we, you've got a cool crowd you're bringing us. Yeah. Right. We don't, uh, we don't really get off East Coast time, so it is, it is early out here, but, you know, we... One week does not get us off our schedule. But that's the way I, that's the way I felt okay about the 1.30 uh, alarm setting today. I was kept adding that back in. That's really 4.30, which is actually an hour later uh, you than, than I normally get up. Um, it's, it's big. We have guests, Andrew. The, the, the one issue, it is early. And the other thing, I, uh, the, there is still some optics, I think, for some of these guys. But every, there are people here, Andrew. You, this is almost like Sun Valley 
with a tournament because there, it, a lot of people are here. A lot of people. I mean, Gorman. So, so give hold on then. John Donahue and give us some Calhoun and Mike Worth. Give us a little bit oh, of behind well, the scenes. Have, then I'd have to. Then I'd have to kill you. Well, apparently there there were some moves uh, at CNN that that I heard about. Um, and we got the, we right got the right vicinity. guests for that this morning too. <laughs> I was it. I was in the vicinity of those guys when, when that news came out, and they were shocked. They were not shocked. <laughs> I actually said, did you guys know about this? I, I guess it's, uh, I don't know who knew. Uh, but uh, obviously, these are the guys in charge, and it'll be good to get the, the inside story. Yeah, John Stanky, the CEO of AT&T, David Zaslav, will be joining us. What's the mood out there? I mean, Facebook on Wednesday, everybody thought the world was over. Then yesterday, it's, it, was like the, it was like opposite day. So what, what are people saying? Not, it's not quite like Sun Valley in that the mood out here is these greens are like 14 on the stint meter. So that's really kind of the mood is abject fear of a downhill putt um, uh, in it. But there, there is other stuff going on, obviously. And, and actually out on the course, there's, you know, the conversation does come back to, to what you're talking about, the media landscape and, and what, which way to go. Everybody seems like they have to do something. Um, but what about, do we talk, we, is, last night's all off the record, right? Is that all off the record? Yes. Okay, <clears throat> never mind. But, uh, <laughs> but we, we I, will, I will also say some of the conversations that are taking place here include when are people getting back to work um, and, and the plans for that, because I think people are feeling quite a bit better about things. Yeah. They think we're getting more we're, we're towards here. the point where this becomes endemic, no, not pandemic. People are pointing to the U.K. and yeah. that, that Omicron turned out, it, it, Andrew, I don't want to get into this with you, but if, if you look at the, the actual details of people that have had it a couple of times and, mm -hmm. and where the actual mortality rate is now and who it affects now, it has come down to the point where uh, it, it's, it's, it's a different um, virus than it was a, right. a year and a half ago. And, and in certain places around the world, it, things are, are totally open. And out here, they're still pretty closed. I see masks yeah. everywhere still, and I haven't been masked. Well, I've, I've been wearing a mask. I know. I'm not I afraid know. of you at this point. Well, maybe, but. <laughs> I don't think a mask. What I have, a mask isn't going to probably, you know, that may not be. Uh, right. May not be the cure. Yeah. Um, I, I will tell you, Andrew, also some of the conversations happening around here do have to do with technology, with the sell-off that, that's been there. The questions are, will this uh, impact the IPO market? Is this going to have down market issues uh, for any of those early stage investors? We talked some about that last night. Um, and some of the issues that come around. So the, these are all issues that people are considering. Um, and it does feel like a little bit of an inflection point. Yeah. I don't know, Andrew. And I'm having, you know, you're a big meta guy, big meta believer. If, I guess I'm going to have one of those on and I'm going to be like playing you, Pebble and Cypress. You're going to be on, pe you're gonna be on Pebble sitting in your couch. That's what's yeah, going to happen. Like, like and the view is going to be right. beautiful. The maybe weather will always be good. Scoring, maybe shooting par. Maybe shooting par. Uh, in the, that's the only place that's going to happen. I will happen. say, though, it, look, after not traveling for quite a while, yeah. um, it, it, it's really good to be back in a position where you're seeing people and you remember things that can't get done right. necessarily over the phone, that right. it does take in person. And that's been a huge topic of conversation all the way around. Um, can you convince workers to come back in the city? Uh, maybe not five days a week, but I, I think there's a real push and a real movement towards yeah. trying to normalize things. Because in two years where people haven't seen each other, haven't been face-to-face -face with staffs, that does create a lot of conflict. It does create a lot of uncertainty. And I, I think there's uh, that's, since you, that's an since issue you guys, that a lot of Since you guys were just flying, how do, you feel about, how do you feel about Southwest? I don't know if you yeah. heard the story before you got on. Uh, Little booze, booze news on Southwest. What do you think? 
Uh, oh, are they bringing the booze back? Is that they're the bringing the booze yeah, back? They're bringing it February fifteenth or something for for like Valentine's yeah. Day. That's nice. Um, um, maybe a little I, soon. Uh, <laughs> there were no unruly passengers on, on my flight. There was Andrew, no but, alcohol on your flight. Uh, on, on United, I think. I, uh, there I wasn't. I didn't. See oh, anything. I didn't. Well, oh, maybe I was flying in the middle of the day, so nobody was drinking. I was. Yeah. So yeah, I wasn't. But I didn't uh, ask for a drink. But uh, the the six and a half hours with the mask was unpleasant. I, are you used to? I, I it was unpleasant for me. I don't. I, I was okay with it. <laughs> uh, I, felt, I felt on so the napkin okay. it says um, sip, mask, right. bite, I, yep. mask, and it's like that's I mean, what you're I'm, supposed I'm, to I'm, do. It, seriously, really? By the way, I most uh, I've comfortable. Had it, I've had it. I've got triple vaxxed. I've had it. I've, it was you know I had a runny nose, Andrew, for two days. So I, I don't know. That's why I feel safe sitting next to you. They were asking, is it okay with the, with the two of us sitting next to each other? Yeah, I'm not yeah, going to get it yeah, from them. Yeah, no. He's good. I, <laughs> I will say, Joe, and they're, they're telling Behind us we've got to wrap, and I've got a lot more to do. But yeah. a, a N95 duck mask, a duck bill mask, it, it looks totally weird. I don't know if you've seen one. They're the most comfortable, breathable masks you can get that oh, are yeah? of that category. I will get it's you one. It's an N95, not a KN95? It's an like N95. One of those scary... Called the duckbill mask. You, you look it, like one of those scary uh, ba- shots from from back in when was that? Like I guess a hundred years ago. Remember how scary everybody? Yeah, those things are. Uh, or uh, yeah, okay. But if when I go yeah, on I'll long plane rides, maybe. that's what yeah. I've been wearing, and and it's a lot easier. Let's get right to our first big interview and talk about the news we heard just a little earlier this week. AT&T is spinning off Warner Media in a $43 billion transaction to merge its media properties with Discovery. AT&T also is going to be cutting its dividend to $1.11 from $2.08. And joining us right now to talk about this and much more is AT&T CEO John Stanky. John, first of all, um, great to see you. Thank you for having us here this morning. It's good to be here. Um, let's talk about this news because this is the first time we've gotten a chance to kind of go through this. You decided to do a spinoff instead of a split after mulling it over. Um, what pushed you that direction? What, what made you decide that? Yeah, we, we did more than mull it. I mean, we studied it and examined it a long time and very carefully. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think one of the things that we concluded, we started this transaction because we wanted to drive shareholder value. And we felt that getting the equity structured in the way we did would have the best chance of making that happen. After we went through what would be required to go down the split side, well, it had really attractive aspects from my point of view, which would be cutting down the share count, which is something over time I'd obviously like to do. The cost of doing it would have taken money out of certain shareholders' pockets to execute it. And, um, you know, look, we have to accept that the markets are smart. I think our shareholders are smart and give them the choice to do what they want to do. And it's a, it's a very clean path to executing. It goes very quickly which will allow us to complete the transaction in a really rapid period of time, which is good. So I think by and large, our primary goal was to make sure we just let the market and the shareholder decide where they wanted the value. And look, coming out of this, they have a great opportunity. They're going to own two stocks. And I think both have great prospects. They're a little different in characteristic as to growth and what they do, but the shareholder can make that decision. And getting the upside of what I think is going to be an incredibly strong company, Warner Brothers Discovery, and what David's going to be able to do with that equity and watch it grow and get full fair market value for it will be a good thing for those shareholders who choose to stay in it. 
the, the market didn't give a great reaction to the news. It was a 5% drop in the shares um, on the day of the announcement. Is that because the dividend cut to, to 111 from 208? Was that bigger than people were anticipating? What do you think happened? I think there was a little bit of adjustment that went on once the dividend number settled in. Because as you know, we, because we had not decided whether we were going to spin or split, we couldn't state a dividend number. We can only give a range in, in total payout of what we we're going to uh, dedicate to the dividend. So I think there was a little bit of an adjustment around that, although, my gosh, the yield is still a wonderful yield. You know, it's one of the best in, in corporate America right now. 8.9% yeah, this morning. So, um, you know, I think over time, as the fundamentals settle in, we'll see the stock adjust. And, uh, you know, if, if I step back and, and think about what's going to happen over the coming, there'll be a little volatility. There's going to be people picking sides and where they want to go. And so we expect there's going to be some days where we see, you know, a little bit of movement. And, but over time, intrinsic value tends to be recognized by the market. And I think there's a lot of intrinsic value. You're back to a phone company. <laughs> well, I won't describe it that way. We're, we're back to being a great connectivity company. We're going to be the best broadband company in the United States. And, you know, when I think about that, uh, our focus in doing that, we, we're demonstrating what that strong focus yields. We, we came off a year where our wireless business added more postpaid net ad customers than we did in the previous decade. We did our fourth consecutive year of a million plus fiber broadband net ads. You know, we, we've done a remarkable job launching a direct-to-consumer product, and I think it just demonstrates that we can execute on things that we're focused on. We are here at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, and all over the course there are <laughs> big signs that say AT&T 5G. Um, 5G has been something we've heard about for a long time. You all have poured billions of dollars into preparing for this. And just before launch time, there were all these problems that popped up with the FAA and airlines saying this is going to cause a problem. What the heck happened? Was the FAA and the FCC not talking? Well, actually, I think people were talking fine. I, I believe maybe there wasn't a lot of paying attention to the answers in some cases because uh, probably almost two years ago, the FCC told the FAA, we don't consider your concerns to be valid and you should go back and do the things you need to do to address them. And when we, when we get to these spectrum transitions and we displace somebody who's a current occupant is in part of the spectrum band, there's always dynamics that go on. The, the C-band spectrum that we're deploying right now required satellite operators to move satellite services out of the band and they have to change out equipment plan for that, and the FAA knew this transition has been going on for the better part of you know 18 plus months. Mm -hmm. If you look at what's occurred in the last two months, which has been really constructive to work through this issue, there's no reason any of that couldn't have been going on a year and a half ago. And um, I think maybe in some cases after answers were given, there was um, a lack of urgency around responding to the things that needed to be done to adjust to the fact that there was going to be a new neighbor in this part of the spectrum ban. A lack of urgency taken on by the FAA, by the, by the, the plane manufacturers? Like? Industry in general, okay. I mean, to plan for these things. And whenever you do this, it's, as you're seeing right now, it's a combination of things. So by the FAA ex expressing what their concerns are, we're doing things to adjust how we operate our networks. And we're doing things about how we engineer and turn up radio levels. And, and so we do things to respond to their concerns. Uh, they need to do some things to look at equipment that they may have out that uh, needs to be replaced or updated. So those types of things uh, can be planned for. I think uh, we've got a lot of capabilities to make that done. And when people work collaboratively together, which they're doing right now, you solve problems. 
how long till it's all fixed? How long till it can be rolled out the way you had hoped? You know, I'm not, I'm not an aeronautical expert or an aeronautical engineer, and I, I can only tell you what I hear from, you know, partners on the other side of the, the aisle. They, um, they're going to have to probably at some point in time um, look at certain equipment that they have in planes and maybe upgrade it or change it, and that could be a longer cycle. In the meantime, I think many of the mitigation factors that we've put in place you know, will allow them to move through that period of time. But I'm, I'm really confident right now when you look at what's happened over the last couple months, Becky, um, you know, we're all turning up more cell sites. We're, we're able to move in closer to the airports because confidence level is now up that there is no threat, as we said, uh, when we started this whole process. And so I think the general public is going to get the service they need to get and be able to fly safely, as we said they could do. Hey, John, you, you've been at the company a long time. You weren't necessarily making some of the, uh, the primary decisions about moving into media. And, and you know, we also talked about how many things AT&T has been over the years. It's really staggering, uh, depending on, uh, on which CEO you're talking about, Ed Whitaker, C. Michael Armstrong. And was it, were there regulatory delays that caused that strategy of becoming a content, more of a content producer that, that caused that not to work out? Or was the flawed strategy, was it flawed from the beginning? Did, did times change uh, in terms of what, where the company should have been heading? Or what, how, do you, how do you view it? What, what, what really happened? Well, that's a fair question, Joe, and I think maybe we may even need a little bit more time in a post-mortem to reflect and fully understand you know, exactly what went through. But I, I would tell you this, I, I mean, certainly, um, I think we could be a year, maybe 18 months further along than the great success we've already had in taking the media asset and repositioning it for the future. And, you know, there's been some incredible work done. At the time of the close of that transit, Time Warner transaction, you know, we basically had three separate companies operating under one corporate umbrella. And uh, I'm really proud of the team, what they've been able to do. Jason's done a very nice job over the last year and a half, two years to, to bring those three companies together to operate as one and give that media asset a really bright future. And I think David will probably spend a little bit of time talking about that. Jason. <laughs> and <Yeah>. so as, <laughs> as a result of that, yeah. when I step back and think about where we are, uh, sure, the delay created a problem because being another year down the road, despite the great success and almost 74 million direct to consumer customers, you look at customer satisfaction and what we got out of this year and the positioning of, of what we've been able to do in the market, there's great momentum. Um, I think about if we were 12 months back on that, yeah. um, they're probably a different mindset and view on that. However, the investor base has also said, when you look at the investment characteristics and the return characteristics of the two businesses, uh, we'd actually prefer this to be For a little you bit personally, different. Did you, were there some nights where you're like, I need to do this. It was, it, was it a tough decision to make? Did you? Did you it was did, incredibly did, difficult. And decision. you agonized over it for a while. How 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 long did it did it take you? You're, I know you as a as a as a good guy. I mean, was it something you had to? How long did it take? Was it a matter of weeks when you said, "Okay, I got to do this"? Uh, no, it wasn't a matter of weeks. It was uh, very carefully considered over a longer period Even of time longer. than that. And uh, it is a very difficult decision. Look, it's a difficult decision to put shareholders through. Uh, it's a difficult decision personally when you think about relationships you have with folks. I, I'm incredibly proud of what the team has done. I would very much like to be around for the final chapters of that ride when I see them conquer the, the path that they've set out for themselves on. I'm not going to have the luxury to do that. 
but you know, David's going to be a great steward of that. He's going to take it forward. So it's not been easy, but we're going to get to a really good place. John, the other big headline this week is Jeff Zucker stepping down from the head of CNN because of an undisclosed relationship uh, with a coworker. Uh, there's been so much media speculation about what happened, how the decision was made. Was this something that Jeff decided to do? Was this something that Jason Keillor decided? Was this your decision that, that he go? Well, look, Jeff resigned, and the decision to resign was Jeff's decision, and it's an unfortunate set of circumstances, and uh, nobody, as hard as the decisions that, you know, we just talked about with Joe are, these are the hardest decisions. They're always difficult anytime you get involved in a personnel situation, and and I know that Jeff had a tremendous following within CNN, and there's a lot of people who are incredibly loyal and supportive of him. That makes it hard for those individuals. Um, however, you know, when I step back and think about what Jeff's been able to accomplish over nine years, you can't take that away from him. Uh, he's been a very strong leader at CNN, but there's a lot of people at CNN who make that success possible. And uh, I think even Jeff himself talks about the fact that it's the team that makes a difference there. We've been working really hard at repositioning that asset just like we have the entertainment assets and we're about ready to launch CNN Plus. The team has been working really hard on this direct-to-consumer offer. It's about ready to come into market. They've got a great product in store. I think it's going to start to drive some innovation. I think the best days of CNN are still in front of it. I think David Zaslav has ideas around where he wants to take the asset and what he wants to do as a result of that. And, you know, there's was still... It, was, was, I, sorry to interrupt, but because you okay. read all this scuttlebutt, John, and it, and it, it almost reminds me of it. It's, it's, is it the cover-up or, or the crime? Because they're saying that consensual relationships between adults should be fine. But there was a time when he could have disclosed it. Um, and I guess that's what people are pointing to. The bylaws of the company made it mandatory that you can't stay once that happens. And then I'm wondering... You know, I, I see some of the comments John Malone has made about CNN, and I'm wondering whether there's behind the scenes even other things in play for whether he was out anyway, regardless of that, and this was a, a way to do it. I mean, uh, just being really honest. Is yeah, it, Joe, I'm not going to speculate on <laughs> it you know, matter how I ask your the theory. Question. No, it's not going to matter. I, I, look, I've had, always had a practice of not commenting okay. on personnel situations, but and see, I, I don't, don't intend get it to from do Zaslav that here. either. He's going to be David later, oh, but I'll try, uh, I guess. But I bet he's got a great answer already, regardless of how I, I ask the, we ask the question. But it's a touchy subject. It yeah. is. Andrew's got a question yeah. as well. Yeah. Hey, John. Um, we're running a banner here that says Jeff Zucker made the decision to resign based on what you just said. However, Jason Kylar was recorded having a conversation with the staff at CNN in Washington where it was clear that it was not Jeff Zucker's decision. And in fact, not only was it not his decision, when he was, he was effectively pushed, not, he, he apparently wanted to stay for another week or two or three and was told he couldn't. So can you just, just try to square... The, the reality of this, it's, he may technically have resigned insofar as he said, I'll resign rather than you technically fire me, but clearly he was pushed to do this. Can you just speak to that and also speak to the fact that Alison Gallist is still in her job and how you think about the distinction between those two? Uh, Andrew, again, uh, first of all, I wasn't involved in any of the discussions in Washington, D.C., so I can't speak to what was said or what the characterization of it is because I'm not familiar with it. Uh, Jason, you know, certainly has his point of view or I'm sure had a conversation. I'm not going to comment on the personnel issues. Allison 
her circumstances are different, and uh, I don't want to get involved in discussing her situation either. John, I want to thank you uh, for being with us today. Obviously, a lot of news to talk about, and uh, you still have quite a bit to do today with the course here. Got a full day in front time. of us. Thanks for having me Tell in. Tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky I got up at 1.30. That makes a really good tempo. More on this big media deal from Discovery CEO David Zaslav is also in Pebble Beach. More and more when consumers are thinking about where they want to go, they don't want to go to eight or nine different places and they're not going to pay for multiple, multiple different options. And we have the broadest menu. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career, so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Welcome back to Squawk Pod with Joe Kernan, Becky Quick in Pebble Beach, California, and Andrew Ross Sorkin back in NYC. Here's Joe. Joining us now to talk uh, more about the merger between AT&T's Warner Media and Discovery, uh, someone who hopefully knows a lot about it, Discovery CEO David uh, Zaslav. Um, hi, Joey. Uh, hi, hi, David. <laughs> go back so Hi, Becky. Um, hi, David. I'm not, you're not like the dog chasing the bus, are you, and catches it, and it's like, oh, my God, what am I going to, I finally got it, what am I going to do? But, I mean, this is a big job you've got now, and, and it's a daunting future, and I, I'm glad it's you, not me, obviously, but, but media is difficult. Are, how are you going to, where is media and what are you going to do with this, this great new shiny object you have? <laughs> well, first, uh, it is a little bit surreal. This is a fantastic collection of assets. You know, I've been at Discovery for 16 years and we've, been, we've gone from a cable business, a U.S. cable business, to the leader internationally. We added sports, we added free to air, and we've always owned our IP. To put that together now at a time of transition with the great assets that John Stanky and his team have, HBO, you know, really in a leadership position in terms of quality and content, um, Warner Brothers Television, over almost 400 shows, the, one of the biggest producers, makers of content in the world, Warner Brothers Motion Picture, uh, and CNN, uh, you know, the greatest news gathering organization and, uh, and news, the only really powerful global news force in the world. Putting that all together, um, it's really formidable, um, and it is exciting. Uh, we've been spending a lot of time thinking about what, we, what could we be, but uh, it's coming, I think, at really the right time, because more and more when consumers are thinking about where they want to go, they don't want to go to eight or nine different places, and they're not going to pay uh, for multiple, multiple different options. And we have, when this company comes together, this is something that John and I spent a lot of time talking about, the broadest menu of entertainment from kids to adults to teenagers, the greatest movie library, TV library, uh, and we have more local content than anybody in the world, motion pictures. So we have this great entertainment menu, 
which should keep people in, in, in the home, from the kids to the grandparents, why would they go anywhere else? And then we're the leader in news to the left, uh, and we're now, definitely you know, one of the leaders in the the sports. Left. Definitely right. the, Did you say to the left? <laughs> Man, you weren't kidding. Uh, 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 no, um, no that, that was an aside. I probably, Joe. Shouldn't, have, I probably shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. Um, no, so it's, it's uh, at a time of disruption, owning more IP, more diversity of IP, and being able to get on a train that's already moving, it's almost like 74 million subscribers. We have over 20 million subscribers. We have, we have very, very low churn. We've been able to spend years trying to figure out what do people like, what do they want more of, so has John. Uh, and Ann and Jason. And so together, I think we're going to get on this train. We're going to take it for a ride. As in the past, a, a, I really think this is a, like a, a transformative deal, obviously. But everybody else suddenly is in a position like with the changing landscape. I don't know about streaming. How many are there going to be eventually? How much money are you going to make with that? How many? Um, it's just... Does everyone else have to do have to do something? What's Comcast got to do? What's what's Disney got to do? What's Viacom? Got to do? What does everyone else have to do in this new world that you're creating? Well, I'm focused on I know. Uh, what well, I need to do, do that, together with a great leadership team and the great assets that first John has first, been. But, but you mentioned two points. One is um, how are you going to make money. <laughs> the difference between this company and and. The, the overall fundamentals of any other media company that I, that I have seen is, you know, we see in 23 that we're going to be generating $8 billion or more in free cash flow and $15 billion in EBIT and over $50 billion in revenue. That's a real company. So you've seen a lot of volatility in the market with, okay, we got a lot of companies that are, hey, look what I have for the future. Warner Brothers Discovery has great fundamental economics. So we're going to be less than three times levered after 24 months. And here we are with $8 billion in free cash flow and growing. And on, on the right side of the company, we got HBO, we got HBO Max, we have all of our IP, we have all of our sports, the leader in sports in Europe. There's a deal that we announced yesterday right. with BT that I want to talk about. We're, we're a leader in kids, we're a leader in news, and over time, we have the money. Our, you know, one of the biggest challenges we're going to have is how do we deploy that free cash flow for growth? We're not a company balanced on, hey, in a couple of years, we're going to make some money and we're going to be okay. No, we have that balance. We got, and I think more and more the market is going to recognize and is starting to recognize, hey, this is a real company yeah. with real profits. You kind of opened the, the, the door to the, to the CNN discussions, I think, because you, you have been quoted as saying how important it is to, uh, very to the company. And uh, you just you mentioned that again, and people have pointed out that, you know, now with, with Jeff gone, Jeff uh, Zucker gone, you've, you've got to figure out, you know, a strategy there and, and how to move forward with that. And I know you're going to tell me that you, you can't talk about it yet because you don't have the company yet, and you're right. probably precluded from doing that. But can I you know. talk in general terms about whether that, that's an issue, since, as you say, it's such an important right. part of, of uh, the, the new company? Sure. Well, look, uh, news, and we've seen this throughout my 30-plus years in this business, it's people get up in the morning and they want to know, what's going on? Am I okay? What's going on in the world? Uh, when, I got, when I got to NBC in 1988, Jack Welch and Bob Wright hired me to build a cable group. We launched CNBC. We launched this service. 
look how powerful this service is around the world. Then we launched with Microsoft MSNBC. Uh, after we launched CNBC, we launched, together with Chuck Dolan, the first regional news network, News 12 Long Island. News is critical. It's something people watch every day. And when you look at the churn on, on these subscription services, one of the most powerful indicators is how often do they go there? So we're now, so one, I believe that news is going to be really critical and you could own it. Sports is more of a rental business unless you own the league. All the entertainment we have, we own. News we own. And we're the leader in news in Poland. So we're not new to this game. I've been around news for more than half of my career. Hey, David, it's Andrew here back in New York. What, because you're talking about news, but the question that I was going to ask you is about the strategy, um, and to the extent you can talk about the strategy of CNN Plus, which was going to be a separate subscription product, and whether that is going to be the case in the future, or you think that that ultimately works better as part of this package bundle you're talking about. But I'm also hoping you can speak directly. Jeff, of course, was a, a good friend of yours for, for many years. I imagine he continues to be a friend of yours. Was he a key man in your mind for this transaction? Okay, hey, Andrew. Hello. Um, I can't speak to, uh, we're two separate companies. I haven't been involved in any of the decision-making. In fact, I haven't really gotten business reviews yet on a number of the businesses, or really any of the businesses, and that's because of the legal process so we have. So any conjecture so, that John Malone is behind the curtain in, in any of these, these is, John Malone said it'd be good if CNN had some journalists. That would be where I'd start. So you've got a guy who's run it for nine years, and CNN is, is now, I think of CNN in a totally different way than I thought about it years ago. I do. And, and John Malone, if, when you hear him, and he's, he's still a big part of your life, big part of Discovery, if he says we need I love CNN, John. I mean John built we the need cable CNN business. to go back to reporting news, but, not not. Advocacy. But John is John is going to be a, is a board member of this company, and I'm he the op and I am the this. operating. He had leader. nothing to do with, with. None of us had anything to do with it. We're running our business, but to so so to your point, uh, Andrew, about news. I and we as a company, we are a fighter for news. We're the leader in, of news in Poland. For the past three or four years, we're the only news source in Poland. We have a few thousand people there. Uh, on any given night at 6.30, 40% of that population turns to us. We have a 24-hour news channel. We've been in hand-to-hand -hand combat because the government has been trying to take us out. Trump helped us stay alive in Poland, and recently the Biden administration. We were this close at the end of the year, and we were fighting really for the, for the people of Poland to be able to provide a fair and balanced news service. So, you know, in, from, from my perspective, news is going to be a critical element. We happen to offer it in Poland as part of our overall entertainment package, and it really works well. David, my phone's been blowing up, actually, during this period from folks, frankly, at CNN who are desperate to know just your personal views about Jeffrey, given your friendship with him, uh, given their affection for him, uh, and also the future of what CNN Plus looks like. Again, I know that these are things that you haven't solved yet in terms of what the future is going to hold, and you may not very well be involved in it today. Uh, but I think people want to understand strategically how you're thinking about CNN Plus and CNN as part of potentially either an HBO Max uh, package or whatnot. Uh, sure, Andrew. Look, Jeff is a good friend of mine. Um, I can't speak to this issue. Um, I don't, we don't own the company yet. We're not involved in any of that. In terms of CNN Plus, we couldn't be more excited about the fact that uh, they've been hiring great journalists. CNN has the greatest group of journalists in the world. It's the only global news gathering news organization in the world. 
We're already in the news business. We believe in it. Um, we think it's a huge differentiator, and it's something that, for the long term, is going to be a fantastic asset for us. I haven't gotten a business review on what CNN Plus is going to be and, and how it's going to be offered. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and I think it, directionally, it's absolutely what we need to do. The objective is that CNN would be seen everywhere in the world on every device, and people will get up in the morning and they'll turn to us for what's going on in their country and what's going on around the world. That's powerful, that's differentiating versus a Netflix or a Disney, and it's core to who I am. You know, it's, it's, this is what I was doing when I, went to, when I went to NBC. And it's why News 12 Long Island was so, and all these regional news networks grew, because people get up and they want to know what's going on in their community, what's going on in their country, what's going on in politics. And so CNN's a fantastic asset. Um, I can't wait to get in there. Uh, we have huge ambitions for it. Um, the leadership team there has great ambitions for it. Um, and uh, it's going to be extremely exciting. And it, it creates a company, news, entertainment, and sports. And as I said earlier, this is a real company. $8 billion in free cash flow and $14 billion in EBITDA. I said 15, but it's 14 in EBITDA. Okay. And over $50 billion in revenue. A real company that makes real money, that's building for the future. Hey, David, there was a, a great Vanity Fair article that chronicled kind of the listening tour you've been on for the last name, nine months, talking to people all over the place. This is a company that's kind of been in turmoil, has gone through different ownerships several times over the last few years. And I think people were hoping that they'd be hearing what they heard from you, that you're interested in storytelling. You want to see how this goes. Um, you've been doing all this listening. What do you kind of tell people back after some of these things? What, what's the next step? Well, first, uh, we're all in turmoil. Yeah. Every company's in turmoil because it's, people, it, it's changing the way people consume content, where they consume content. Um, HBO, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers Television, all of our assets, it starts and ends with great, with great storytelling, with, with great talent, with great writers, with great producers. We've seen that. That's how we've grown around the world. Um, John has built an extraordinary company of great talent. Um, I have spent a lot of time because it's, a lot of this is new to me, and I'm trying to learn as much as I can from the people that were successful. I'm learning a lot about what worked in the past. But we're together, uh, us at Warner Brothers Television, have to figure out how to make this work in a new world where people are going to be viewing content and, and sports, entertainment, news on every device. And it's a, I'm super excited. I was so happy to see John. We played golf together with you, Joey, on Wednesday. He's a great guy, a great leader, and I believe strongly that we're going to be looking at each other in a few years. Warner Brothers Discovery is going to be the greatest entertainment company in the world, and John is going to be running the number one telecom uh, company in the world. We have that opportunity if we fight. Are you looking beyond getting this all done to interactive stuff, you buy a gaming company, you do a draft, I don't know. Are you looking beyond where you are right now? Do you have to do that? to be Well, the, Warner is in gaming. They have a very yeah, profitable right. gaming but business. It's a very well-positioned company. Uh, uh, gaming is, is, reaches a great demographic. Yeah. Uh, look, it's a great menu of IP, and they own but you're all not of done, it. I don't think. Well, We're just getting started. Oh. Yesterday, the deal on uh, BT with sports, uh, right. also a huge part of that, too. Look, that's our DNA. We're already the leader in sports in Europe. UK is a really important market to us. We just structured a deal yesterday with BT where we pick up the Champions League, the Premier League, rugby, together with 
our Eurosport and all of our sports assets. And we did it with, no, with, with very little downside and no cash because we're a strong sports operator in the UK. We put it together with BT Sports Rights. We run it. And we're in a position now where we're a leader in sports in the UK, which positions us together with our entertainment product that's in the market for a few years from now when the HBO content comes back from Sky. We're going to be very, we're formidable now. We're going to really be formidable in the future. And that's our recipe is news, sports, entertainment, the full menu. Great. Becky and Joe, what are you thinking? Some great interviews this morning. Thinking I'm glad it's Friday. Yeah, yeah, glad, uh, glad, you know, glad we're done. Um, yeah. Glad we're done. Questions that need to be asked, but um, yeah. we're done, Andrew. We did it. We made it. Fascinating alive, discussion right? with we'll Zaz, of Monday. course. We will see you Monday. Uh, Joe, how, uh, can you, are you going to give us an update on how you're doing on the, on the course here at all? I'm glad Spyglass is out of the way, uh, Andrew. I, it, the, the number began with a six. The, uh, not, I did get a few sixes, mm-hmm. but the overall number with, for the team with, began with a six. And at Spyglass, if you did get that out of the nine? way. It, it did end with the nine. <laughs> it was only one below us, yeah, 69. So it's, it's okay. It's not great, okay. but uh, it, it, Spyglass is out of the way. That's, that's the, well, what I Well, enjoy yourself. Have a great weekend, everybody. That's the show for today and for the week. Andrew said it. Enjoy yourself and have a great weekend. Squawk Box is hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin, usually all together, weekday mornings on CNBC at 6 a.m. Eastern. To get the smartest takes and analysis from our TV show right into your ears, you know what to do. Listen and follow Squawk Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to tell us what you think. Send us a tweet at Squawk CNBC. We'll meet you back here on Monday. We are clear. Thanks, guys. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.